Welcome to Divine Perspective, where we intentionally spend time focusing on God's purpose for his people. Because when we know God's purpose, we can live with purpose. Every episode will be filled with challenging conversations designed to engage culture with our faith, as well as leave you with tangible next steps for growth. I'm pumped that you joined us for today's episode as we take a look at our world with a divine perspective. Thanks for joining in again. This episode is a bit of an audible, bit of an audible this time around. Um, we had Divine Diversity, another episode of that plan. In fact, the justice portion was going to come out, um, which I think would have been beneficial, helpful, even kind of in the context of what I want to talk about. But but I called the audible on this one because of the news that's blown up in the last week really here. Um, and so this is April 16th when this episode would be dropping. So whenever you're hearing it, that's the frame of reference. And so that week we've dealt with uh, two major headlines and, and nothing new from what we're seeing in the last uh, year or so, especially a couple of years, especially, but once again, just this reoccurring theme. And I, I think I need to address it. And so what, by that, what I'm talking about is we saw Dante Wright, uh, the murder of Dante Wright in the Minneapolis area and the murder of Adam Toledo in the Chicago area um, at the hands of police. Um, and I want to be careful even when we, we start this conversation. What, I, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to to have the conversation of who's right and who's wrong. So if you're you're tuning in because you want definitive answers on who's right and who's wrong, I'm not doing that. I might come back later and talk some factual stuff and not that what I'm going to say today is not factual. Don't hear that. <laughs> but but get down to the data and the information we receive. We, we could do that. that. That's not my purpose for today. In fact, what I'm noticing as I read these stories, as I read them from several different news sources, listen to videos from several different news sources, and then watch the feed, social media feed of believers, what I'm finding is people want to go just to the facts. Well, Dante Wright, man, he, he looks like he has a history of violence or there was an arrest warrant out for him. Oh, Adam Toledo. Oh, he had a gun. He's 13. But but here, here's the issues. And, and I'm not saying right or wrong or any of these or what's true or not in this episode. Once again, what I am starting with is, wait a minute. When has the church stopped weeping with those who weep? Let, let's pause for a moment. Lives were lost. Can can we can we see that? Right. 13 year old boy and a 20 year old man. Boy, really. Right. If, if my mom, when she was alive and my dad now still call me their son, my mom will always say, you're always going to be my baby. And I had kids of my own. So imagine a 13 year old and 20 year old. In fact, that goes against the design, if you will. And you say, well, what do you mean by the design? I don't think God ever intended to have parents burying their children. Can you wrestle with that for a moment? Before anyone wants to pick up, well, do those cops should be buried under the jail? And I, once again, I'm not saying whether or not we, we, we got to go through that. And that's a whole thing on its own. Or if you're on the other side, well, they deserved it. And if they would have just X, Y, and Z, you know, complied or all the things that get said, time out, time out. Before you open your mouth to critique, have you opened your mouth and lament? Have you been able just to cry out before God going, this is wrong. This is jacked up. This is 
goofy. This is not how it's supposed to be, God. And my heart hurts. My heart's heavy. Right? Some of my closest friends have, you know, 11-year-olds and 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds. I can't imagine receiving news that these kids I love and cared about have just died, been shot, been killed. Whatever the reason, there's never a time I'm going to look at it and be like, oh, well, you didn't obey, so death was your punishment. Like, ah, that hurts me. And so just the fact that that's what I'm seeing pouring out, that we have to, we're trying to defend someone or justify a death, it just, that breaks my heart. And as believers, boy, I go, shame on us. Shame on us. Because I don't think God ever is pleased with the death of his creation. Natural consequence of the fall, that death now reigns. Absolutely, we see that. I don't think God is ever pleased that image bearers murder other image bearers. And you know how I know that? You go, you go to Genesis. And, and in one of the podcasts, I, I put up a sermon where I talked about the relationship with ourselves. And we talked about Adam uh, in Genesis and, and the language that gets used. And even when Adam sins and God is is punishing him, giving consequences for his disobedience. He never tears down his character. You see it later on. I think it's chapter uh, four when when Cain is like freaking out that Cain has killed Abel. And Cain's like, man, I'm a, I'm a, there's a target on my back. Like they're going to they're going to come for me now. God goes, no, they won't. Because even though you have murdered your brother and even though you have just received consequences from me. Anyone who kills you will get seven times worse. Like God is God is not pleased that even the murderer. Be treated the way he treated his brother like that's not that's not God's agenda. So why am I saying that? Let's pause for a minute. These are families hurting right now. Hurting right now. Like Dante, I believe, had a kid. So regardless of what you think about him, we now have a repeat cycle of a child grown up without a dad. Not because he's a dead beat, because he's dead. And once again, I got two kids, man. You know why this hits me so so hard is because I'm sitting there going, I don't fear much in life, but one of my greatest worries and concerns is my babies being taken or me not being here for my babies. And I still know God's in control, right? I'm a pastor. I've got complete confidence. God will provide for my family and yet recognize that that brokenness breaks me. What do you do with that pain? So you can choose to move close to that pain, that reality that people are hurting, to say, hey, man, how do I, how do I pray for, how do I love well, how do I speak well, how do I, how do I move with compassion towards people who are hurting? Or you can build up a wall, build up a, a, a political narrative on either side of this thing and go, no, I'm going to stick to my guns. Can I just say, I don't think either is a scriptural position if you're not leading with love and lament. If you're not leading with love and lament, I think we miss the heart of God and how he cares for his people. 
This is heavy. This is heavy. It's been heavy. It's not new. I'm tired of it. I'm frustrated by it. But I'm a, I'm not the one that's in the greatest pain. Right? I'm I'm thinking of and I just wrestled with Adam Toledo this morning, April 16th, the morning as as the footage is out and the news outlets are out and I'm seeing what's happening there. That is mind blowing to me. I don't don't know all the information yet, but the most important thing is revealed. 13 year old shot dead. That's crazy. And we want to argue over liberal or conservative agendas. Life was lost. The trauma that now has befallen this family. You're never getting over it. That pain. Always there. You've got big T trauma that just entered the Toledo home. And now a city. And this is specific to Chicago, but what happened in Minneapolis and in every city, these things take place. Cities that are ready to explode. And we just we just we just double down on what we do and how we feel. I just want to encourage us. Lead with lament and love. You say, okay, well, how do I love in this? Right? I'm not I'm not in Chicago. I'm not in Minneapolis. How do I love well with this? Well, the first thing is watch how you speak about these situations. If you notice that the way you have to justify your side and your argument is to defame character or to to curse an image bearer, you got a problem. We can judge actions. Absolutely. Did this, was this done correctly? Was this part of training? Was this done well? Was this the right response? You can always question those at some point. Yes, we can get there. But if we got to start tearing down character, we got a problem. See, what that means is we're trying to justify what was done. I just, I just, I personally just don't go there. I personally just won't go there. What I want to pause with once again, and I've said this multiple times and I'm going to say it again, is that I'm going to lead with lament and love. Oh. Families just lost their babies. Imagine if I just wrote an encouraging note from whatever city I'm in to them just saying, I. I'm praying for you. And while that may not do anything in the current moment to to grieve that pain, I want you to know I know one who comforts us when we need it most. And I'm talking to him on your behalf. Imagine if you were in those respective cities and you could move in love of going, can we just can we do something like provide meals? Listen, my mom died. Eric, she wasn't murdered by anyone or killed at the hands of anyone, or accused of any crime or anything. My mom had a heart attack. My mom died. I forgot to eat for days. When my mom was in the hospital, I remember it was Thanksgiving. We forgot to feed our kids. Like, we got home after a long day. We were in the hospital at some point. And I remember my my daughter being like, Dad, are we having dinner tonight? I didn't make Thanksgiving dinner. Like, I feel like they had, like, pasta Yes, yeah, so, so just just straight spaghetti or, or macaroni noodles that night. And what I, the reason I'm saying that is 
the trauma that hit me, I just, I forgot to do basic things. Can you imagine what this family is going through? Empathize enough to be like, yo, can someone send them a sandwich? Can someone get them a meal? See, the beautiful thing about technology now and social media now is it makes our big world feel really small, but it also allows us to distance ourselves from people's pain. So you can go, oh, that's all the way over there. Can't do nothing about it. So let me cast my judgments. Let me have my thoughts on what cops need to do better or what these families need to do better. And I, I've got the perfect solution from my seat of do nothing. And if people would just listen to me and my little opinion, things would work out. Instead of that posture, why don't we have the posture of, I live in a broken world where really screwed up things happen, but I'm going to do everything I can every single day just to do a positive act of love so that way people can see God instead of my, my nonsense. All right, listen, I, I've, boo, I've spilled a lot in just a handful of minutes. This is not a long episode. This is not meant to be a long listen. It's meant to just be kind of a, a kick in the shins, <laughs> a bit of a stirring to say, if your theology doesn't have space for lament, it's poor theology. If your understanding of God, if your if your intellectual understanding of who God is doesn't have room for lament, which is an emotional move, an emotional connection to others, can I say you don't understand who God is? And I want to challenge you to know him more, to recognize a God who loves his people so much he weeps with them. And I can't, I, I don't know what that looks like in terms of this holy, massive creator, God weeping on behalf of us, but I can see it well as his followers do that, as he told them to. You get a picture, a snapshot of that. So listen, let's pray for the family of Dante Wright, Adam Toledo, and I could go on naming others throughout the years that we've seen similar stories that we've heard reactions from people who are far away, but want to comment in on what the media has shown them. Let's pause real quick. Cause I can say that about media, right? Like media, you getting what they want to give you. You're getting what they want to give you. Whatever, whoever's sponsoring this media source you're reading, you're getting what they want to give you. It's not the full story. And you don't believe me? How many of you have friends or kids or spouses that you've said something to and if they replayed the conversation or retold the conversation, it was vastly different or details would change? This happens with people we love, but yet somehow we think this media source has given us everything. And what's even more mind-boggling, some people, and I've encountered this, will say, I know MSNBC or, or Fox News isn't giving me the right story, but then take that story and run it through as fact. I feel like that's even crazier. You just acknowledge the foolishness that comes out online, and yet you use the foolishness out online as your weapon. Stop it. Stop it. All right. Listen, we're going we gonna to come back with the divine diversity soon. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to compose myself in some ways. And when I say compose myself, I just mean I'm trying to make sure we deliver to you tangible content that you can go and begin to act out, live on and trans be transformed by. Right. I don't want you just to be like, oh, well, that's this guy's two cents and I can, you know, no big deal. I'm going, no, I think this is the heart of God a little bit. And if you just open scripture and read it with me, that's why I mentioned the Genesis piece. If you just open scripture and read it with me, you recognize while we have a system of laws in place, it doesn't mean as believers, we have to hide behind that. No, we can stand out boldly and love and lament with people. Love and lament with people. So forgive this episode if it's not as polished as the others have been. This is this is just a straight recording. Uh, no super edited here. Just just really going after it so you can get my my raw reaction. And I'm following my lead, my knees uh, in lament and love today. Praying for these families and more. Um, I've got a few friends out in Chicago that I've sent some notes to seeing how they're doing, and even trying to see, man, what's happening in your communities. I don't know anyone in Minneapolis, but I've looked up folks. I'm praying for that neighborhood. Like, literally went online, looked at the map area, right? And like, all right, let me pray for these blocks and these neighborhoods and these people that probably live here and these businesses. Like, actually doing that and not praying um, just for justice. And I say just for, because I am praying for that and what that looks like. And once again, maybe that's a future episode, but I'm praying for healing that some Somehow, some way, the church has to move in with the message of reconciliation and love for the creator and for his creation in order for this to be healed. And if we come at it with any other message, we are missing the heart of God, reconciliation and love with the creator and his creation. Because I think that's the heart of God. I'm confident, actually, that's the heart of God. So, folks, once again, let's pray. Dante Wright, Adam Toledo, latest in the news. May we move forward with lament and love. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Divine Perspective. If something were said that caught your attention, that challenged you, or maybe even encouraged you today, we would love for you to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Instagram or Twitter with the handle at Mr. T. Anderson Jr. There you will find more resources and content to help further our discussions. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Anderson Jr., and I hope that today you can live with a bit more purpose because you've gained a divine perspective. We'll see you next time. Thank you.